This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. End every workout the right way with Core Power. Fueled by 26 grams of high-quality protein to give your body what it needs, when it needs it. Recover and build lean muscle with Core Power. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Okay, so this bike feels like he's capable of a little more than just trips to the convenience store. Oh, also, he wants to let you know that you can buy a gallon of ice cream instead of a pint every time. (laughs) Those are his words. So he said roughly, like, blink the last wheel. It doesn't really translate, but the way he said it was super funny. (laughs) Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. there welcome to another edition of that Millwall podcast um tonight's guest is a very special guest someone i've wanted to do a show with for um a long while now but unfortunately due to various reasons it was never going to be able to happen and then unfortunately we got the sad news uh, a few weeks ago that professor allison um leary is no longer part of uh the Millwall medical team um, which is a great loss um, to us as fans and, and Millwall as a whole. But it's their loss and our gain. We are going to have a conversation with Alison and we're going to hear, obviously, her time at Millwall. Um, and we're going to talk about the the story, what everybody sort of knows, but not everybody does know uh, as well. So, first of all, let's welcome... Um, Professor Allison, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Mickey. Thanks for having me on the show. No, thank you very much for being a guest. Um, as I said, I've uh, I've known you for 
a good few years. Obviously, we have mutual friends as well with um, with Mel and Aisha. Uh, Mel, yeah. Mel mainly. Um, and she kept referring to you to obviously your name with her, which I kept going, "Who are you talking about?" But you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, so. I suppose really where we start, I suppose, is at the at the beginning. Um, Twenty three years ago, or thereabouts. Um, what would that be? Ninety five ish. Ninety seven. Ninety seven. So, yeah. what made you come to Millwall? Um, I've always been a supporter. A lot of my family are supporters, and a friend of mine asked if I could help out for a couple of games, um, and then I just stayed really. Um, it, it, was, it was a lovely place to work, and everyone was very welcoming. And it, you know, it was uh, we hadn't been in the, the den for very long then either. It was still relatively new, um, so it was it was actually a really nice place. And uh, I thought, yeah, this is quite nice. And I went for a couple of games, helped out, and then just never really left. So, obviously, on match day, I know a bit more, but I don't know if you can explain what the setup there. It's mainly a charity. What provides most of the people there isn't it so how, how's uh what's the setup on a match day um regarding the medical team so we're, we're a team of different sorts of organizations and we all work together so the the charity that most of the people come from st john ambulance so they're all volunteers um we have a very small amount of paid staff we get some specialists in and um we also have the london ambulance service and over the years, we've all worked together really closely so that we can respond to different incidents. So by having lots of different people, it was easier to, to respond to different things that happened. Lots of things that happened in the ground are not big medical emergencies, but they're quite important things. So having that mix of people is great. Um, and the St. John Ambulance people are just fantastic. They're so enthusiastic. One of the things that I'm really proud of is over the years we've had people that used to come as sort of cadets because you can you can join St John when you're quite young and now those people are doctors and nurses and physiotherapists they now work in the NHS so uh, you know it was really lovely to to be able to support them into into careers in healthcare. So your knowledge and obviously the other people's knowledge there is is nice to be able to pass on and and now see it being recipiated further further along so they're probably teaching yeah. students and giving you know mm. people coming into it um yeah and, and also the supporters because quite often it's their it's their first experience of treating people as patients so <laughs> you know uh <laughs> yeah and a, and so a drunk... the supporters must have made <laughs> an impression yeah i mean I, with it. I mean over the years you've had obviously there's been some um some ups and downs in Millwall. there's been some joys and and upsets and everything else. I mean, obviously the um, the Birmingham riot at the time. I mean, were were medical? Were you called on to treat some of the the injuries from that, or were you just literally locked inside the stadium? Um, yeah, we, we treated 119 people that night. Crikey! Um, so it, it was it was very very busy. But in fact, in it, it was it was probably the only time I've been sort of slightly scared actually. <laughs> um, but the good thing that came out of it is that we, we'd always, you know, planned the service in one way. And, and after Hillsborough, you, you had to kind of plan the service in a certain way. It was, it was sort of the, the law, really. And we realised that way was, was not right. It wasn't right for us. And we were able to, after that 
night when we played Birmingham, we were able to look at our service and look at the people we had and look at the sort of people we actually needed um, and also think about how we could work with the London Ambulance Service better yeah. in case there was a, a, a bigger major incident. I mean, we were very lucky that although we treated lots of people, very few of them were very seriously injured. Yeah. And it really showed the weaknesses in our system and, and the things that worked well. So we were then able to improve the things that didn't work so well and, and keep the things that did work well. So in, in many ways, it was, really, it was a very difficult night, but a lot of good came out of it. I suppose really with, um, with like stadium medicine, as, uh, I don't know if there's a proper name, but I'll say stadium crowd mm. management medicine um, is that it will be a constant learning process. Is it? it it's never um, unlike, obviously, like A and E, doctor surgeries, etc. Mm. I suppose n- no game is ever the same. Um, you'll have the same sort of injuries, possibly, and the same sort of causes of those injuries. But I suppose it's it's always different um, and an ongoing learning process. Is it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's most of the people that we've treated at the den over the years have actually had a pre-existing health problem. Right. So we've actually had very uh, yeah, fewer injuries and more people that have been perhaps unwell yeah. already and either didn't know it or, or have come to the game and they didn't realise how unwell they were. Like um, diabetes, so that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and also, you know, we've diagnosed people with, with some fairly serious conditions as well. Well, at, at the ground, what they didn't mm, know they had. Yeah, yeah. Um because they either didn't go and see their own doctor and, and then they just sort of felt unwell on the day or something else happened to them. So it, it's it's constantly a learning curve and it's not just the things that are sort of, you know, the, the problems that people have. It's doing it in an environment that can change at any minute. Um, so that's that's one of the things that you kind of have to get, get used to. It's, um, it, I mean, it's a great place to work, but... Um, it can be a little bit unpredictable. And also, you know, if it's very different treating somebody in hospital for chest pain to treating them at the top of the south stand. <laughs> yeah. If not, I've got to get up there. Yeah, yeah, and carry all the equipment up there as well. <laughs> and carry all the equipment. It's about 30 kilos worth of equipment. So, you know, it's, it's a very different environment, yeah. Well, see, I mean... I mean, I know what the Millwall lot are like, and, and, you know, to be fair, they're a good bunch, most of the fans, and they probably help you carry stuff up the stairs, etc., etc. But, uh, I mean, it it must be quite an intimidating place at any football stadium in, in, in a mass crowd event when you're running to give someone first aid um, and you don't know possibly exactly where they are and everybody standing up probably doesn't help either, does it? Um, yeah, that, that can be quite challenging sometimes. And, and people are generally really good. And, and I know people not the stewards, but actually the stewards are pretty good as well. And, and if we go to a situation, you know, the fans will generally help us. Sometimes people are a bit distressed and they get a bit anxious and angry. Um, but that, that happens in, you know, in, in everyday life anyway. Um, you know, it, it's just one of those things. But And it's very rare as well. The, the vast majority of supporters have always been really really helpful to us um particularly particularly getting people out of the stadium if we needed to get them downstairs or something people are always willing to lend a hand and um it's one of the reasons i think i worked there for so long is because people were were so nice actually to us 
you know, we're always treated with respect. And uh, certainly, you know, if people make assumptions about the way Millwall supporters act, I certainly challenge that because it hasn't been my experience. No, I think with Millwall fans as a whole, I think if you if you treat them um, if you treat them with respect, then they treat you with respect. If you treat them like a bunch mm-hmm. of animals, and then unfortunately they will behave like a bunch of animals back. Um, and, yeah. you know, that's been proven over the years on various different um, situations and, and, and events up and down the country. Um, but as a whole, I think um, we are lucky uh, with the medical team we've, we've got. Um, yes, unfortunately, you're no longer there, but we've still got cracking equipment and... Um, yeah. You know, cracking medical staff, cracking equipment through donations from the fans as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, we've got, you know, we're probably, it's probably really only Wembley, if, is probably got better medical equipment than we have in stadiums anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that, you know, for the club for its size, it punches above its weight, yeah. for sure. And that's been through the support of, you know, of the fans and the, and the different people at the club. And um, even though I'm not there anymore, I'm hoping the rest of the medical team will stay. stay. Um, and I'm sure they will. I mean, it's, you know, it's just I'm, I'm getting a bit too old to be running up to the top of the south stand with 30 kilos of equipment. Me and you um, both. You know, <laughs> I'm feeling my age now. <laughs> I was 27 when I started working there, oh. and now I'm well into my 50s. Dear me, so, so um, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> we go back to to you. Go back to when you started, um, and hopefully you'll be able to answer it, but. What was your first? What was your first um, call when you at Millwall then? Um, you know, I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was. It was, um, I think, it was somebody that fainted. A lot of people faint, um, and they're absolutely fine. Um, I think my first sort of major um, call was we had we had somebody who'd had a cardiac arrest, and their neighbour had driven them into the stadium. <sighs> Um, they'd recently had brain surgery, and, and you know uh, that was uh, that was quite challenging um, because I think everybody didn't really know what was going on. Was that just someone who lived in the area just suddenly went? Yeah, we're bringing them yeah. here. We know an ambulance yeah. is going to take too long. <laughs> we're bringing them here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, a, a colleague of mine, who, who's actually a surgeon at, at King's College, actually actually did brain surgery in the car park. Jesus and, Christ! And the survived. Um, Chap survived, you know, made a made a full recovery. So um, yeah, that was that was not very long into into my career. <laughs> Crikey, brain surgery in the car park. That's yeah. yeah. I know there's been a lot of things because the ambulance service have. I mean, you know, I don't know if many fans actually understand, but the ambulance service, London ambulance service, um, has a. A fantastic relationship with Millwall, same as the NHS mm. um, yeah, around London. Really There's nice. a absolutely fantastic relationship with Millwall through yeah. um, Veronica and that, because obviously yeah. they use Millwall for um, all their training and their yeah. um, conferencing and everything else there, don't they? Because Millwall yeah. seems to be able to handle yeah, it fantastically well. Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, they've, they've had quite a long-standing relationship, so it's you know it's really nice actually and. We have a very good relationship with Deptford Ambulance Station, which is just at the end of Ilderton Road. Yeah, that's yeah, the one on Old Kent Road, isn't it? Opposite, yeah, opposite the garage, yeah. Mo- most of our um, staff from the OAS come from, from that ambulance station, which means, you know, you can build up a relationship with people 
And if you're working in a difficult environment or you're working in something that's a bit unpredictable, it's really nice to work with people that you know. Yeah. So, so you've got people around you yeah. you can trust and you know how yeah. they're going to work before, you know, you, you don't need mm. to keep guiding someone. Yeah. They know exactly how you work, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're great. Um, and uh, we, we have a couple of officers and they sit in control, so you never see them. Mm. Um, but if, if things went really, really badly wrong, they would take over and they would just run a major incident and they're very good at doing it. People, so, you know, you can be confident. People don't realise that it, it, there is pretty much, I mean, it's the same as, a, you know, Wembley possibly more so because of obviously the amount of crowds they have there. But it's pretty much like um, little villages, isn't it? You have, on a match day, you have um, pretty much enough people to cope with a major instance as such within a, a, a small village. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's with the plan, the medical plan that we have, we have to draw up every year and we have to test it and we run exercises and things like that. It's, um, we plan for running the first 10 minutes of a major incident, 10 to 15 minutes, and then the cavalry hopefully would, you know, they'd come in and, and, and help us out. We'd have enough resources to manage a major incident for the first 10 to 15 minutes and then the cavalry come in and, and help us out. Um, so that's why we've always got a London Ambulance Service um, officer in the control room and also uh, St John officer so they would coordinate any medical response so that um, we'd have the best outcomes because yeah, it's strange to think that you, you, I've never really thought about what the medical setup would be for a football game I mean obviously I've seen the bunch of you in the in the office obviously um, near the goal but I've not actually thought about that. I mean, I've seen the police operation as such with a gold commander and commanders mm. outside, et cetera, et cetera. But I've never thought of it all being there for um, for the medical side of it. So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and hopefully you never will. You'll never see it. So, um, because it's, you know. If it works well, then you never have to know about those things. No, no, I suppose that's true. I mean, is yeah. he obviously you have an ambulance there, but does he? Do you have a an am, do you have an air ambulance on standby for football on a Saturday from, in London, or is that just it, it's pretty much depending what the call is to come in, whether or not they issue an ambulance or not, uh, an air ambulance or? Yeah, so the, the air ambulance, um, the HEM service that, that runs out of Whitechapel, is on on call for all of London. Yeah, but obviously, if we needed it. Um, the London Ambulance Service would, would ask for them to be deployed. We've only had them out once, actually, um, which was a bit of a surprise to all of us, actually, because none of us called it, but it just turned up. <laughs> okay. <That's... laughs> so, yeah. That's what you need, landing in the car park. Um, anyone call an ambulance? Yeah. No, not me. Yeah, so we, we, we just, you know, we, we wanted um, we wanted rapid... Um, transport for a patient that was very unwell. Mm. So you put a call in, and you'd usually get an ambulance. You get a blue light ambulance, and and I could just get and it was it was hemmed. They got a helicopter. What they do? Land in the car park or land on the pitch? Yeah, landed in the land in the car park. Yeah, very me. So going back, and obviously, and hopefully, it's not 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 the um, which we'll come back to in a bit. The Cardiff fella, but what's your your most funniest incident while um, in your time at Millwall? Um, we, I think we've had, we've had quite a lot of laughs, really. Um, it's been... I think a lot of them have been 
when we've we've actually gone away, that's been that's been quite good fun. Um, we've gone to a few away games as a team, which has been really nice because we're able to let our hair down. Um, but I think one of the funniest things that that's happened to us as a team is is um, one of our staff, one of our doctors, um, ended up on a Metropolitan Police wanted list. <laughs> mistaken identity <laughs> um <laughs> so we had to do a bit of fast talking <laughs> to get him out of trouble um uh, you just have to have the same color hoodie as someone they were looking for so that that was a bit a bit awkward oh did they nick him um, as well that, well no they, they'd taken his photo you know they they take photos of people yeah. don't they and i thought that that no that's that's uh one of our doctors <laughs> But yeah, it, it was just mistaken identity. Um, so luckily now they didn't nick him, because that would have been really, really very awkward. Um, and yeah, and, and, and sometimes people play jokes on us. Because you're sometimes quite funny. People play on away games, you mean, <laughs> or or in in home yeah. games? <laughs> in home games, yeah, yeah. Pretend they're real when they're not, or um, more practical not, not joke so based. That. Yeah, more practical jokes really yeah I suppose some over of the... them are, f- are quite funny but it would be indiscreet of me to say why <laughs> <laughs> that was... you left to bump into uh, into Alison outside of the area and buy her a beer or buy her a gin and tonic and <laughs> and, and then she might tell you the story <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I mean obviously you being a Millwall fan and and being there must have given you a bit of pride knowing um, what you and your team were respected wise and and also must have been mm. good being that close to um, the inner circle of Millwall as such if you understand yeah, I mean, it, it was it, it was really nice it's, it, it's a great place to work you know um, some fantastic and, people there yeah some absolutely fantastic people there and you know the I think one of the things that that will be the you know one of the, the enduring memories I have is when we came out onto the pitch and, and the supporters gave us a standing ovation. Um, and, you know, that's probably the highlight of my entire career, actually. You know, it, I mean, they're a tough crowd. They don't do that very easily. And um, and that was yeah, and, and, down to a friend of ours who, um, who, who come to me and wanted things arranged and everything else. I mean, that was um, down to Mel. Um, who yeah. does a hell of a lot in the background and doesn't get the recognition what she should get for um, the stuff that lady has done for Millwall fans over the years. Um, yeah, no, she's an amazing person. She absolutely, really yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, both of you in in times of in times of my need, um, which we won't go into detail on here, but in times of my need, you both have have been. Uh, above and beyond I could ever imagine um, and you know truly grateful to that but yeah no she is uh, an absolute superstar and no doubt she'll kick me in the, in the bollocks next time she saves me for saying that <laughs> <Probably will. laughs> if it's a large pause there then it's because obviously I didn't involve her but um, yeah. but but no I mean alright we've got we you know we're a bit into it now we've got to we've got to do it the um, Cardiff City game I remember the fan um, was giving us cutthroats all the way through the first half, um, telling us that, you know, he wanted to do lovely things to us. And then all of a sudden, um, 
the crowd surged and he no longer was sitting at the front and um, yeah. and obviously fell from the north stand um, to the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that was that was really unfortunate. Um, and we, I think it was it was quite a shock to a lot of people, actually. Um, so we, we went and treated him, obviously. And uh, I think the effect he had on other people in the stadium as well was, was you know, quite negative. But a lot of people felt quite ill having witnessed it. Yeah. Um, also because I suppose you don't know what's going on, do you? And, you know, you just see something like that. Um, and, he, and he did hit the deck quite hard. So, I mean, fortunately, he was okay, you know. Um, but it, it, it was, for us at least, it was, you know, the response was, we, we don't exactly plan for that, but we do plan for that kind of immediate response. And we were able to respond very, very quickly. I don't know how much... Um, you can you can obviously say, but obviously I I know a bit about that as well, and I could say that um, possibly in that sort of situation, you'd probably prefer to have the medical side of um, the emergency forces or um, services get to you first before the local constabulary, shall we say? Because um, <laughs> well, your think your observation skills are a lot <laughs> your observation skills are a little bit better. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd be rubbish at arresting somebody. Um, you know, it's all sorts of courses, isn't it? They, they were rubbish at thinking he was alive. <laughs> so, I mean, all, all he got, I think, in the end was a broken finger and a few bruises, wasn't it? Apart from, obviously, the yeah. injuries he got from yeah, the police. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he had fairly minor injuries, fortunately. Um, we always assume, of course, people have got quite serious injuries yeah. and until, until they get to hospital and get a scan and everything. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he was, he was very fortunate. And, um, you know, and, um, Cardiff were actually very nice. You know, they came to us and said thank you, <laughs> which, was, which was quite nice of them. Did, did he come back and thank you, or was he too embarrassed? I think, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the thing about working in sort of pre-hospital care and event medicine is you see people and then you probably don't see them ever again. Yeah. You know, um, it's, it's the nature of the work, really. So, I mean, um, what's, I don't know, I mean, I don't know, I mean, what sort of injuries do you get? I mean, well, I suppose you get drunks falling downstairs or, um, I suppose really, the, the ball in the face maybe? Um, yeah, we, we went through a whole season. We had, we had about 17 people get get a ball in the face, <laughs> you know, football in the face. Um, and I think they put the nets up, actually, to, to stop that happening. It was it was a bit odd. Uh, mostly though, um, what we get is either minor injuries or people that are already ill. So people with asthma, diabetes, epilepsy, heart problems, um, strokes, that kind of thing. Um, so that that's that's what we tend to see really. Um, you know, people that have maybe got a chest infection but still come to the game I mean, and don't feel well. I mean, going. I suppose going back to what you said you know, earlier on, people sometimes who don't know they've got a condition. I suppose men yeah. as a whole are very bad at going to see their GP about um, an ache or a pain or, or, or something that yeah. isn't right. And I suppose really that it's a high percentage of men at football. Um, and if anything, you know, does happen, I suppose that's where 
it could happen through adrenaline, drink, whatever that you know you're going to pick it up if you find it there. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's the you know that that that's sort of what happens, and, and men are terrible at going to their doctor. Um, you know, uh, and 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 perhaps let things get quite bad. And the other thing is, you know, one of the reasons I've I've always really liked working there is because I can do my job properly there. Um, whereas in the NHS, you get shorter and shorter time to spend with people now. Yeah. So some of the people that we've seen, I mean, we've diagnosed several people with cancer and, you know, other fairly serious illnesses because we, we have the, the opportunity to sit down with them for 20 minutes and take a proper history of what's gone on. And and that's quite a rare thing now in healthcare. You know, people, I think the average GP appointment is something like seven minutes. You know? <sighs> And that's the so, problem, and I suppose now with, with obviously everything with the COVID, uh, that's probably got, you know, you're probably lucky if you get a face-to-face now. It's all on yeah. the phone and and whatnot. Yeah. But to be fair, I yeah, live in Kent, so, it's not too bad. So, yeah, my doctors, I have to say, really good. my doctors are really good. Yeah. And, and um, you know, hospital appointments and stuff are um, are... are really quick for scans etc etc they are um yeah they're they're razor quick um more quickly to be fair actually more quickly than when i lived in um bermondsey to get an appointment with guides or st thomas's could take a few months but since being in kent um i need a scan and stuff they're they're double quick so um yeah it's 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 very variable you know and i think there's a lot of a lot of um issues that people have now with, with getting access to GPs and, you know, yeah, getting appointments and that kind of thing. And also men just generally don't, don't go to see doctors. No. Um, so that's, yeah, that's another challenge. <laughs> so we used to do quite a lot of public health work at Millwall, you know, we uh, used to checks. And I was going to come on to this in a minute because oh, right. okay. I, yep. I saw a <laughs> video, I found mm. a video the other night um, yeah. which I'll, I'll, I'll send you a link. I might even put the link on here that you did, um, the Millwall fat club. Uh, yeah. Fit club. Yeah. yeah fit did. club. Yeah. 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 And that, that was, again, that was from the supporters. They, you know, a group of the supporters came and said, could we, could we do it? Mm. Um, it was a while ago now. It was about 10 years ago now. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah. It 2000, was, it, 2001, know, but, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, gosh, was it long ago? Yeah, yeah, so it was quite a long time ago then, much longer. Um, I think, you know, doing that kind of work is just as important as the major incident work, because hopefully you'll stop people getting sick, you mm. know. So we've, we've done quite a lot of things like that. We did Fit Club, we did um, campaigns for prostate cancer and, you know, uh, just sort of awareness, really. That was a fantastic thing, what the club did for that, um, you know, to give up the the sponsorship on the front of the shirt to mm, um, prostate yeah. cancer. The, and the exposure that got, I mean, so much so that, you know, I think the, the Football League took them on and they, they seemed to be, you know, right involved with Sky and everything else because it, it, it was a fit purpose. Um, you know, it's, mm. a, it's a man's cancer um, primarily yeah. and, um, mm. well, it is a man's cancer, isn't it, really, I suppose? It is a man's cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was just trying to figure out the biology then and realised, no, it is man's cancer. <laughs> Um, and, and also, yeah. quite an embarrassing cancer. It's, it's not something people like to talk about, you know. So, you know, people with problems, the symptoms of prostate cancer, don't like going to their doctor with it. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's yeah, it's one of those what you know, you don't want the examination, you don't want the, um, the invasive stuff. What goes just for the test, do you? I suppose, and most Millwall men are, are big men and whatnot. But I, I, I think. The stories what I've read online from people and I've seen people's messages to people at the club and stuff when we did that and people who, yeah. who you know, have written in and said, look, you know, I saw this on the shirt, I went and had a test and it was found to have, but I caught it early enough and, yeah. you know, I, I'm surviving and all that. So, I mean, it, it's those things that you don't realise that actually by putting something on the front of a football shirt could drive a fan to... Actually, you know, I've I've got symptoms. I read up about it. It going in the magazines. It going, you know, on the yeah. programs, etc. Or leaflets at the ground that people actually go, yeah, that that I've got those symptoms. I, I need to get checked and then fine. Because my, you know, with most cancers, if you catch them early enough, especially nowadays, mm. um, yeah. they are treatable. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's the ones yeah. you catch too late where obviously you know you you're up against it, I suppose. But yeah, most of them, if you catch them early enough, you're fine with them. Um, yeah, absolutely. So you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, and 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 I can cut it out if you want. But what's your biggest regret with your time at Millwall? Um, I don't really have any. Um, I think you know I, I've I've enjoyed all of it. So you know, and I'm very sad to be leaving. You know, and and it is really because I've got you know other things going on in my life, and and I'm getting older. Um, so I'm really starting to feel it, <laughs> feel the effort um, that I've done that. I mean, otherwise I would have, I would have been doing it until I dropped dead probably. Um, so I don't really have any, any regrets as such. I think, I mean, there's been some quite sad times for us as a team because we've lost people along the way. Um, and, and some of them have been quite young. Yeah. So some of our colleagues. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. A few of your colleagues have sadly passed, and they? The, the yeah, guy what was in the picture yeah. with you. Yes, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he he sadly died a couple of Christmases ago, um, and, and some of our London ambulance service colleagues have died as well. Um, you know, and I think you know they, they do very difficult jobs. Uh, you know, and you know working in the NHS is hard enough, but actually I think I think frontline ambulance people have like one of the most difficult jobs anywhere, quite frankly. Um, because not everybody's as nice as Millwall supporters when they go out. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't have any regrets actually. Um, you know, I've, I've been happy to spend sort of Tuesday nights getting soaking wet <laughs> <laughs> and travelling up and down the country. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I don't get to do that so much, but um, but yeah, yeah, you know, I've, I've enjoyed working there. I mean, I, I, I couldn't work anywhere else. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't. I'm not going to ask you to talk about um, the the incident or anything around it. Um, and obviously, I mentioned his name out of respect. Obviously, unfortunately, Anthony Murphy on the Good Friday um, game, there was a, a a major incident as such, and unfortunately, um, he lost it. You know, unfortunately, died not long mm-hmm. after that. But yeah. I want to take take that part of it and that brought fans together and, and fans raised money um, through obviously yeah. Mel coming to me. So that money was raised and um, what we said was, you know, look, tell us what you want and and get mm. whatever you need, um, will, what will benefit you going forward. 
just yeah. what was it what you brought and how has that benefited or can benefit uh, the stadium and the medical team there now going forward? So one of, one of the things that we wanted and, and we bought was an ECG machine so we could do a tracing of people's hearts. Because we get a lot of people with things like chest pain, but quite often chest pain isn't anything to do with your heart. It, it's something that, you know, it might be indigestion or it might be something else. And um, that means that we could get a, a reading from somebody's heart and decide um, what, what was wrong. Uh, and the other thing is, if someone is having a heart attack now, we don't have to send them to an A&E department. We can send them straight to... Um, a cardiac centre where they can have a, a stent or whatever they need to put in. So having that equipment means that we can we can figure out what's what's actually going on. So that's really important. And another thing that we did, um, and I know this might sound quite minor, but it's actually really really important, is all of our St John ambulance volunteers. You know, they're not paid; they've got full-time jobs, and lots of them do a lot of extra training. And we bought them all proper stethoscopes. Yeah. Um, with the, the funds that you guys raised because a proper stethoscope is quite expensive and you know but being able to use one and being able to you know take blood pressure properly and that is actually really really important so they use those now and, and they use them at the den and also they can use them if they're out on other duties as well because obviously our St John guys go and work in lots of different places and a lot of them are out at the minute supporting the NHS with yeah. COVID yeah. Um, so I think for that, and, and, and one of the things about that is it really made them feel valued. Because and, they were, yeah. and I mean, you know, and I think it was that unfortunate event and, and, and other events like it where we actually realised that we do have a fantastic medical team. And, and as you said earlier on, you don't actually know what you've got until you see it in action. And I think that's with the amount what was raised um, the generosity of the fans and obviously yeah. you lot coming on the pitch and seeing the stand innovation and, and you know, the clapping, the cheers, the, the, the heartfelt love our fans have for not just yourself, but you, your medical team of, you know, the, these guys, okay, they're there week in, week out, but they are strangers to mm. 95% of our fan base. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the gratification they got or, or the gratitude even they got um, on that time of, of giving you, you know, your five minutes of fame as such on that pitch is, you know, and, and for the fans who've never been on pitch side and listened to the fans cheer, I mean, I've had a, a couple mm-hmm. of occasions to be there. I've been there with Remembrance Day with the soldiers. I've been there, obviously, with yourself um, when you're on yeah. the pitch. I've been there with um, the London Bridge Four um it's it's an unbelievable feeling um it is it is i mean i did i didn't actually want to do it no i know because i thought we you know know. we were just doing our jobs um but i'm I'm glad we did actually as soon as we started walking down the side of the the pitch and everyone stood up and started clapping and and you know i've got that photo on my twitter that that tonksy took um as my um, and, and just the pride on everybody's face. Gives me pride you know. now. You know, I've retweeted yeah. that. Um, I, I'd done that a couple of years ago when it happened. And yeah. it's nice that now sometimes still I get someone retweet it. Just where we put, you know, thank yeah. you um, and a picture of you guys. And, and you still get people retweet it now. 
Um, and, yeah. and potentially, they've probably got no idea why that photo was there or anything else, but they just yeah. retweet and, and, and obviously from there. I mean, before we end, we go on, but what's your specialty as a within the medical profession? Well, I mean, you're not a are you you're not a crowd um, medical technician no. as such, are you? You're you, you actually no. you are a fully qualified, very, very, very highly respected um, professor within the medical organisation. I mean, most fans probably won't know. So I think if we we look to before we go, is oh, probably find out a bit for, much about you. Yeah, I worked in cancer for a long time. Um, so, and then I worked in something called thoracic surgery. So that was um, doing operations for people's lung cancer, mostly. So I, I did that for quite a long time. So we've, we've had a few people with chest problems at the den, so it was quite handy. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, now I mostly do research. So um, we do a lot of work on... Uh, you know, we've been trying to figure out how many intensive care beds we need for London and things like that. So, yeah, that, that's the sort of thing I do now. And um, I'm a trustee of the charity, so the basics. Millwall is a basic scheme, the British Association of Immediate Care. Yeah. And I'm a trustee of the charity now, which is which is really nice. Um, so we 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 do lots of work on education for pre-hospital care and um, support people doing doing that sort of work. Well, you go. You, obviously, you talk about um, arranging the hospital beds and stuff like that. Well, you remember the first going back probably three years ago, we had um, the boys from Woolwich Barracks before we got the Navy boys in. Oh, yeah. We had the boys from yeah. Woolwich Barracks. Well, the boys from Woolwich Barracks are the ones what helped build um, oh, yes. the Nightingale. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, um, the extended, that's it, the Excel Centre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's just it's a small world really that it you're is. out planning the beds, they're <laughs> out building the beds and it's a, it's an all it's an all a massive link back um back to Millwall really. Um Yeah, it's amazing where, where Millwall is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. So look I thank you for your time. Um it's a little insight to um you obviously you know, we can't do loads of stories because obviously confidentiality and, and and various bits and pieces like that. There are a few stories that we've done. I think it gives an insight into um, what you guys do um, for Millwall and Medical Day and, and non-medical day to a degree because obviously, mm. you know, the the planning and everything else isn't just on a, on a match day. Um, and then obviously you've got training because... You know, there's various training activities that go on at Millwall um, throughout yeah. the year through, you know, all the emergency services and whatnot. Because obviously, it's a it's a modern stadium, isn't it? Um, yeah. And it's very handy to have mass crisis training um, at the den over the years, mm. um, which obviously has probably involved a lot of your guys. Because if it was going to happen, it's going to happen on a match day. It's once a fortnight. Yeah. There's a hell of a lot of people in and out. Um, and obviously, you need to keep going on training. Um, yeah. I mean, is there anything that you want to say before we finish up, or is there anything you want to um, any any story what you want to get out or? No, 
I think I think I'd just really like to say thank you. So to you and, and to Mel and, and to everybody that supported us over the last 23 years. You know, we we did make some changes after Birmingham and and it took it, it was a bit of a risk at the time, you know, but um, everybody supported us to do that. And, you know, I'm very, uh, I'm very proud to have worked there, actually. It's been a privilege. It's been a great privilege being able to serve your community and your club. Um, and it's, you know, I, I feel that I'm very lucky, actually, to have done it. So it's just a big thank you from me. Well, I, I'm very, I class myself very lucky to, to know you. Um, to have, you know, uh, a friendship with yourself, um, be in a position to obviously help arrange the thanks to you um, and the other teams to obviously, you know, make them. Also, I have to thank you on behalf of me and 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 and, uh, and Andy, my uh, my power up north, who we done the Wonderwall Cup. Um, you know, okay. two yeah. two Wonderwall Cups yeah. and. You and your team gave up your time for um, free for us, uh, and yeah. you know provided medical um, possible medical care for the crowds. What were there? Um, you know, you were fantastic for that. Um, we tried to get you involved as best we possible possibly could with all the <laughs> celebrities. The first year, I think you was um, definitely some eye pleasing candy for the female side of you. Um, on the pitch and, and and photos and whatnot taken. Um, second year, I think it was taken a bit more serious. It was more for the younger, the younger audience. Um, with having the F two boys in there, and unfortunately this year because of COVID, um, yeah. we couldn't actually have it. Um, we we hope that things get sorted for next year. Uh, if not, we're going to have to look at doing something else to to raise some money. Uh, a few ideas about and whatnot. But look. I'm proud to, to say I know you and I'm proud to have the medical team um, that we've got at Millwall. They are one of the best, I believe, in, in the whole of football. Um, and I think that's pretty much a fact. What I will do in the um, show notes, if you click on, when you click on these, there will be a link to both St John's and um, the basic medical charities where you can donate. Um, and if you're in a position uh, to, you know, give anything, then please, the links will be there for you to to donate. Um, they are both charities and they're probably working uh, absolutely hell and lever at the minute with everything that's going on. So, look, Alison, thank you very, very much from the bottom of my heart. I got utmost respect for you on my Millwall head and on a personal level. I think that you are one of the nicest people um, I know and I've met and I will be internally grateful for everything you've done for me on a personal level and everything you've done for Millwall fans over the years. Thank you, Mickey. And and likewise, it's been wonderful working with you. So look, you know what to do. If you've enjoyed this, then please do check us out on the socials. If you've enjoyed this, please do leave a review uh, or, or, you know, get in touch with us. Um, if there is anything and you've got a story that, you know, Alison or the team have helped you, I, I will forward um, all all emails if there are any on to her with, you know, if you anyone wants thanks. But look, like us across the socials, uh, this is just a special, um, which I wanted to do. And, and that's it. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. And uh, thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you on the next show. Thanks. Bye-bye. 
message. Hey, man, it's Devin. You know, from that time you accidentally emailed me because you thought I was a different Devin. <laughs> oh, and your email signature said confidential. If you receive this in error, please delete. <laughs> That's so you. Anyway, I heard you bought a boat. When are we set in sail, Captain? <laughs> when you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Oh, and uh, no, you did not receive this message in error. <laughs> Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates Annual Premium for Basic Liability Policy not available in all states. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.